All right. Welcome back to another episode of the best Knicks podcast in the world, right down Broadway. I am Zach Couts, joined always by my brother BK, Ben Couts. BK, how are we doing this morning? 11. Afternoon, 11. should I say. We're recording yeah. the podcast at a different time normally. We're more of a late night pod. Mm-hmm. But we get we get the uh, the luxury of working from home and everything, so can record it whenever. Yeah. That's right. Um, so we don't have to waste any time, man. We can just get right into it. The New York Knicks are struggling. Mm. And I say that word struggling in, in quotations because this is fixable, man. I, I, let's not say fixable. I have not been pleased with, first of all, the effort of our guys, the effort of our starters, besides RJ for the most part of the last two weeks, has been poor. Mitch, maybe a little bit here and there. Coaching staff has been atrocious with their rotations, not adapting to players in the middle of games, not giving guys enough chances when they're leading our team in scoring some nights, um, and just refusing to move off of certain players. We saw it a lot last year with Alfred Payton, and it was frustrating for Knicks fans. I'm not going to sit here and call for Tibbs's job, okay? I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I have been a very, very critical of him lately, and as he deserves it, it doesn't not deserve all the blame, but I'm just very, very scared of where we go from here, Ben. And I've been expressing this to you, who, mm-hmm. you know, you've been supporting Tibbs a little bit. We are the most disappointing team in the NBA this season. That's a fact. I think with the expectations, with the people coming back, with the coaching, the roster. Hawks. Hawks right there. Hawks, Hawks right there. Mm-hmm. They've had some injury issues and whatnot. Knicks and Hawks, definitely the two, two of the most disappointing teams. Last year, we had Julius Randle playing at an all-NBA level. Mm-hmm. All-NBA level. Great player, top five in MVP voting rate. Played his ass off. Last year, I think in an instance like that, Tibbs' coaching and his philosophy and his rotations, it works. Mm-hmm. I think that is the only way that Tibbs' philosophy, Tibbs' coaching – Tibbs' style of his rotation, Tibbs' players that he just loves to refuse on. This only works if you have that one guy balling at an MVP level, in my opinion. Is R.J. Barrett playing close to an all-star level? I would say he's close there. Recently. Recently, yeah. Sustained all year. You still look at the stats. You know, still want to see more improvements. Mm -hmm. But I just think for the rest of the league, we see it, man. If you don't have that Steph, if you don't have that Giannis, if you don't have that LeBron, if you don't have these guys where you can really lean on with 30 to 35 minutes a night and stick with that rotation for those guys, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And this is where I'm looking at teams like I'm just looking at the standings, the Cavs, the Grizzlies, the Hornets, these teams that are resurging this year. What do they all have in common? I could say Open they have a young questions. guy that's that stepped up. Absolutely. They have a young guy that stepped up. But the majority of those bulk of the players that get the minutes that are producing for these teams are all young, young players. Yep. Cavs Mm -hmm. team is young. Grizzlies team is young. The Knicks have one of the best, if not the best young cores in the entire league. So all I'm all I've been preaching and you you know this, I've been preaching for the last two, three weeks now. It's, It's been for a minute. We have to adapt and give our rookies and young guys minutes, man. We have three rookies 
that could all contribute and definitely have you. I know you're a huge fan of McBride and Sims. They all have the skill guys. sets that we need, man. We need mm-hmm. defense. We need rebounding. We need unselfishness. Alec Burks, Evan Fournier, Nerlens Noel, these guys, I'm sorry. They're good placeholders, good vets, good guys to have in the locker room. I've seen <laughs> enough, man. I, I've here, I'm seen enough. We start Grimes. We give Obi and IQ 25 to 30 minutes a night and play McBride and Sims, man. That's all I'm asking for. I think Tibbs can still do it. I really do. But I'm warning him, man. You know the Knicks. The Knicks front office is a little bit more stable than, than they have been. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you right now, if there are two, three more games where we're getting embarrassed like this, there's going to be a change made. And I don't know mm-hmm. if it's going to come from Leon. I don't know if it's going to come from Dolan. But this is it, man. This is what, at this point in the season, this is a very underperforming team. A lot of games have gone by. I still know there's a trade deadline getting up, and we can we can get into that of maybe that's how the front office addresses this Tibbs problem, just by trading everybody. But, man, you're on the outside looking in. We're on the outside of the play-in games looking in. You know, we're not even in a play-in game spot, and it's just going to get too late. You dig yourself in these holes. These young teams can't really turn it around as quick. But the, at the same time, Let's just see what we got, man. Let's see what we got with some of these dudes. Sims comes right. in yesterday, bro. I know, I know you didn't watch it. It's garbage time, so I'm not going to do anything, but there, there's no such thing as garbage time in the NBA. We know that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sims and McBride play one possession. Pick and roll. McBride throws it up. I've never seen, I've never seen a Knicks player jump as high as Sims did. The, well, he jumped out of Obi the Hoppe. gym. I, I think Sims <laughs> has got a bigger vertical than Obi, bro. I'm telling you. He might you. actually. He jumped out the gym and threw down a vicious alley-oop. I'm like, I have never seen Taj Gibson do that. I've never seen her. Although Nerlens, I'm telling you, I like Nerlens when he's healthy. I think he's a great defensive player. Mm -hmm. But after Mitch, Sims has got to be in the game, man. I I don't understand why. The front Mm -hmm. office did great drafting these dudes. Give him a chance. I'm really annoyed with Tibbs. Is the fix to fire him? Obviously, Obviously not. But, man, I'm telling you, somebody in the organization is looking at our roster and is like, Tibbs, what the hell are you doing, man? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. So that okay. is my opening remarks. I know you've been mm-hmm. defending Tibbs for a while. Mm-hmm. And, again, it's not like Tibbs is the only guy to blame. Randall's been playing like crap. All the other – Kemba and Burks and Fournier, they all have been playing like crap. Mm-hmm. Still missing Derrick Rose, who's a crucial part of the team. But, man, like, it's not hard. We've been asking you to adjust. Like, we, we've been saying that since the Alfred Payton days. We wanted him to move off of Alfred's for so long, and he just refuses to. So I'm just <laughs> – again, I know he was with Coach of the Year, but, like, you got to know when to move off a guy when it's not working. That's a good organization. We've seen teams do it. I can reference Clippers and the Raptors, their teams in recent memory, that they moved off a Coach of the Year for mm-hmm. a different guy, for an assistant that led them and made them more better of a team. So that's my opening remarks. Very frustrated as a Knicks fan lately. A lot of these games recently have been winnable, very winnable games. Our records should not look like this. And I feel bad because some of the young guys, man, they're just waiting for their chance. They're licking their chops. Oh, yeah. Okay. Whew. So we've, we've been talking about this for, for the majority of the week. It's like this is, this is nothing new for you. I, so I've had some time to, to kind of digest it. And I think I, think I, I – I see, I see a way for this to end up being positive. Okay. So let's assume that most competent basketball players, if they're running a basketball team right now, 
if we're in the if they're in the same spot that the Knicks are in, they probably understand the roster we have this year is not working, right? So then it becomes what like what's the best way to salvage this roster? And we both agree it's to try and trade some guys, get value when you can, right? What's the best way to to inflate some guys' value before you want to trade them? You give them minutes. You know what I mean? So this is this is my thing. Ready? <clears throat> I think, or at least I'm going to give them the opportunity to show me that they they know what they're doing. If if we keep this rotation going, give the give the older guys they can keep their minutes. You know, we'll give them their chances until the trade deadline, right? See how much they can produce. See if they can salvage any trade value. Try to move off a couple of them, and the real test becomes how do we change the rotation post trade deadline once we know we're stuck with everyone right because mm-hmm. who knows maybe maybe we freaking trade julius randall in the next two weeks maybe that's why that he's is looking pissed. very likely bro we'll, we'll get right into maybe that. that's looking very likely maybe that's why he's pissed maybe the front office is like listen like we're shopping you right now and you know he's a little mad about it um so that's kind of my thought process is maybe tibbs is just kind of like all right this season's done I'm gonna I'm gonna just give my guys, give them their opportunity, let them let them show what they can do, and we're gonna try and move these guys. And once we're done, then we'll reassess. Once once we literally can't move people, you know what I mean? So no, I know. Yeah, I'd like to think it's them trying to maximize the value for their guys, but at the same time, I'm I'm in your boat. Uh, I've seen enough of these guys. Um, I think if we were if we were in the position we were last year, like last year, at least it made sense because we were winning games. It was like, yes, like, yes, I want to see other because guys play. Because of Randall's play. Because of Randall's play. Yeah, because of Randall. Yeah. He so it's like, balling. like, yes, I, I want the rotation to be a different way, but we're winning. So, okay, Tibbs, that's fine. Uh, this season's much different. We're not winning. It's not working. Um, I want the front office to start getting active, try moving some of these, these contracts around. Um, if we can salvage some, some, you know, draft compensation or maybe a young guy again here or there because the cam move was great i love that move um i can't i mean we traded a young guy for a young guy though so i can't really say that was them breaking up some of our older players um but yeah i mean we'll see i think at the end of the day though this is this is my main point that i'm trying to push the knicks fans is relax like if we have a shitty season this year we're gonna have a great draft pick We'll still be okay. We still have really young players. Like the best is in the horizon for the Knicks. These couple it's years true. are gravy. In my it's opinion. true. So that's that's kind of I'm I'm giving him to the trade deadline. <sighs> I told I told you till next year. I think I've I've uh, revised it. I think I'm gonna give him to the trade deadline. See how he adapts after that. All right. Okay. I mean, I get I get at least what, see where my head's at. I understand where your head is at, but. First of all, my first thing is Tibbs. Tibbs is win now. Always. Yeah. You know what I mean? As he is a be. win now coach. Wherever he's gone, he is playing the players, whether they're veterans or the first year in Minnesota. He's heavy minutes to his best players, right? Right. The thing that worries me is for the last two to three weeks or whatever it's been, I'm just looking at some of the schedule, the Hornets game, the Timberwolves game, the Pelicans game, uh, a couple others, Celtics game before that. We were starting to play better, but if Tibbs is honestly looking at this team, thinking playing these guys' minutes is going to help us win, that's where I'm concerned. 
If you're telling me he's playing these guys just to inflate their value, I don't think it's working. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's working. Maybe Julius, maybe Julius, because he's been playing a tiny bit better. That's the only thing I can realize. But again, he's just always been a staple of our team. He's going to get 30 yeah. plus minutes no matter what. Mm-hmm. Fournier, maybe you still try and play him as the starter because maybe a team sees his couple outbursts and like, ah, you know, change the scenery, maybe. Mm -hmm. But look, man, after that, I love Kemba. I love him, man. He's one of my favorite players of all time. He can't play. He can't play in the system. The guys can shoot right over him. Kevin Love was was looking like prime K-Love over um, over Kemba the other night, man. And Burks has been useless, bro. Like, Fournier, okay. If we're trying to move on him, I get it. But I just... I'm never for the tanking thing. I don't know if that's what you're trying to say. Like, I understand if we throw this year away, uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, the Knicks have a great future. But for me, I want to give these guys playoff minutes, man. I want Grimes to be in a seven-game series against Trey Young. I want Mitch and IQ and Obi all healthy for a playoff run. Like, mm-hmm. how would that not be beneficial this year when it's this team is definitely better than last year? Would you agree with that? Yeah. Who did we lose? I don't know. It's- it's Reggie tough Bullock? to say because, well, the main thing is Randall's not the same caliber of player. Like, Randall was borderline. Overall, though, the roster. Is the roster not better than last year? Uh, assuming everyone's healthy for the whole season, yes, I agree. Huh. Uh, which we haven't had, to be fair. Yeah, so, look, man, sitting at the 11, there's, it's still very, very jumbled up from, from 11 to 7. But that's what I mean, man. The, the schedule's not getting easier. We got at Milwaukee tomorrow night. I, I, that's, that's a, that might be a blowout if we stick to the rotation. Mm-hmm. So where do, where, do, where do you think they go from here, man? What would you do, honestly, if you are Leon Rose? Would you honestly have a sit down with Tibbs and say, look, man, we're trying to actively trade these guys, but your, mm-hmm. your rotation is not giving us the best chance to win. It has to change. That's, that's what I'm doing if I'm late. It has to change or we will make a change in the coaching. I, you can't say that right. again. I know there's just front office lingo, whatnot. But, man, got to adapt. You have to adapt in this new NBA, man. It's not the old half court mm-hmm. dumping into Shaq every possession, and that's how you win games. You know what I mean? This is, it ain't that NBA anymore. I mean, listen, man. Uh, I mean, you know, you know what I've been saying the whole fucking year. I want I could just try Obi at center, but even that, even that, that's fine. I, I get it. You're gonna start Mitch. Fine. Start IQ at point guard. He's a better player than Kemba right now. He is. Like, and his I, you, he is. You've defended Grimes. you've defended IQ as a point guard for for as long as I can remember. And recently, I think he's been the best creator on the team in the past three weeks. He's setting up the second unit. Every no Derrick Rose out there. He was that's the orchestrator. Yeah. Uh, so I would love to see IQ start. I think if I'm the Knicks, just just roll out of the lineup of IQ, Grimes, RJ, Randall, Mitch. Like you're not really hey, mixing the lineup up you, much. Uh, okay, I was gonna say, what is stopping us from? Okay, yeah, sorry. Continue your point. I'm fine. Like I'm perfectly okay with that, and that's not even like it's not like you're just not gonna play Kemba or Fournier after that too. Just bring bring them off the bench. Give them. I mean, we're already trying to um, you know preserve minutes for Kemba. I yeah. mean, Fournier hasn't done that much to really deserve the minutes he's playing. So I'm with you. I, I, I can understand them making a switch, kind of sending a statement. Uh, I don't know if I'd go as far as like benching Randall or anything, but just 
Yeah, just mix it up. I'd love that. <laughs> After last game, he might deserve it, bro. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you can bench him in the game, but you can't not start him, in my opinion, you know. Yeah, I, I'm with you, though, because I heard Obi and Evan Fournier after the game in the press conference. They're just praising the coaching staff. You know what I mean? Evan Fournier's comments w- w- was interesting because he was like, look, we know we have the weapons. He's like, mm-hmm. We know we got the weapons to be able to score better. We just got to execute more. So I don't know if that's a slight dig at, hey, let's mix up the rotations, because I'm sure Fournier wants to probably play with other players. He doesn't want to be out there with Burks and Kemba. You know what I mean? Fournier is still a good catch-and-shoot player. I agree. He's terrible agree. on defense. He is absolutely terrible. He couldn't even stay in front of Duncan Robinson last night. So I don't know what you're going to do with him. But then you have Obi, who just is like, look, Tibbs and them, they're, they're great at their job. They know what they're doing. I'm with you. Why can't we see Randall and Obi together? Well, I, dude, I Obi was injected into that game yesterday, and he was running the floor, contesting every open three shot by the Heat, like – rotations were great his defense has really improved man yeah and i oh, don't yeah. know why he's what 23 24 mm-hmm. years old obi he should get close to 30 a night man he's, he's ready he's, he's ready he, he was our yeah. leading scorer last night and he played yeah. 17 minutes like anytime he comes in there's energy there's that's what this team needs man it's just mm-hmm. the starters are too comfortable they're too comfortable with randall and rj carrying them i think that's where they're kind of at they're like oh randall and rj are the offense like i'm only going to get my two looks my three looks so mm-hmm. oh man you it, know it becomes interesting though because <clears throat> i think the most likely scenario or not the most likely but um i guess what would benefit us the most would be to, to move off randall um i i feel like last year if you remember i was still kind of like man i would kind of love to sell him yeah yeah like i would love to sell him while his value is this high but it was it would have been the backlash from the rest of the league like this is your guy like he's saving your franchise i don't know i don't think the uh you know i think people would understand if we traded him this year is basically what i'm trying to say i mean did you see the tweet that i sent you where um they were in a timeout and randall was like yeah not even near the huddle man it's one thing if you're not on the court to just be around it but not even near i'm telling you i was reading stuff during timeouts in like mm-hmm. early in games tibbs would have mitch rj iq and he's he's right there with them you know the three core mm-hmm. the core and randall's talking to his family seeing his yeah. son walking around i don't know what's good you might you might be right there might have been some sort of front office came mm-hmm. down to julius and was like look man we're actively shopping you. It's looking more likely than not. We will trade you. So just preparing mm-hmm. you again, the Knicks owe him that. Yep. He got his money though. So I don't feel that bad oh, for yeah. him. He got his money. It's a tra- tradable mm-hmm. contract. Very tradable. But body language is everything, man. And you can't tell me that other guys don't see that. You saw the, oh, the yeah. outlash to Fournier when he tried to calm him down after the new Orleans game. You, it can't be good, man. It can't be good yeah. for that team chemistry. And RJ is just that like, calming presence that calming cool even keel leader that i think a lot of these guys are really starting to 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 believe in and follow so that's a good sign but let's talk about rj playing just for a second just just to throw a little bit of positivity in here our franchise i i've been so impressed by his uh, just everything these past couple games just like the composure um just the pace of game he's playing at staying aggressive yeah it really feels like he's He's coming into his own. Um, again, can he sustain is always the question. 
Um, but I mean, you, you know, the, sh the shit I send you all the time. His, I mean, his career arc is trending in a very good direction right now. So very good. Twenty-one. I, I think he's still the youngest, 21. youngest kid on the oh. on the Knicks. I think it's just it's it it feels so obvious to me to to make a big move and and embrace the the youngsters on the team. And that's not even because Randall isn't even old, which is the crazy part. Um, yeah, but it just it seems. 28, 20, yeah, 27, 28. It just seems like a prime time. Like, I really think we'd be okay starting Obi, give RJ the keys, have the young guys contribute to scoring. Um, IQ, IQ, RJ, Grimes, Obi, Mitch. It'd be beautiful. I mean, I, Who, I don't. Maybe Sims. Who knows? Maybe Sims. Sims should yeah. absolutely be the backup, man. I'm tired yeah. of seeing him double doubles and postering dudes in the G League. Same with Deuce, yeah. man. Deuce was, oh, picking Deuce, up, Deuce was picking up dudes at full court yesterday because mm -hmm. he gets in for 90 seconds and he's amped, I love man. It. I can't even imagine. Imagine you're an NBA player, man, and that's all you want to do is just hoop and you're just stuck mm -hmm. on the bench. Yeah, it's, I've been yeah. there. It sucks. Not in the NBA, but I've been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> you know that feeling. So these young guys, man, they're hungry. I don't know. Is that, is that part that's of like, you know the Knicks? A hooper, though. That's how you know he's a hooper. When he gets in, he's like, I'm picking this dude up. 94 feet because i got gas in the tank and i'm not doing anything else so fuck it yep. i love that and and what does he do you should have seen bro the one possession gets the ball from i forget who it was it might have been taj or ob i forget who it was but he's like he clears out uh grimes to the corner says sims mm -hmm. come here they run a high pick and roll and he didn't no hesitation threw it up bro it was i'm sitting there we're down 20 i'm like what the hell like where <laughs> is this man like I've been oh, waiting for this. And I kid you not, they go down, the Knicks go down maybe 22, 24 in the third and still no Cam Reddish. So we can talk about him now. Yeah, let's talk about Cam. Cam needs to play. Needs to play, man. Needs game uh, Jeff Van Gundy was kind of calling him out, though, because mm. I'm, a big, I'm a big body language guy. I know you are, too. Mm -hmm. His body language on the bench in the first half was good. And then the second half, he looked like he could give a shit. Which I don't blame him because we're down 20. He's still not getting yeah. in. Um, then he comes in and Cam, I'm telling you, man, this is this is what I had a problem with at Duke and why I was never I always criticize him a little bit. And I remember you were just a huge fan of him. Again, he was a great talent, don't get me wrong. But he's almost got this like, and it's a hooper thing. It is a hooper thing, but he got this like too cool. Not like, like Yeah, like the too cool attitude. Like he comes out, he does a little half jog on the court, like. I know that's kind of like his play style is like, it's so smooth and it looks easy and he's kind of like gliding and everything. Like he's not a quick, you know, tempo player. He's all yeah. rhythm and smooth, but it's, it's hard to make an impression on Tibbs when you come out on the court and do that. Now he hit a nice three at the end, but literally there was one possession, bro, where he like, he just took it, like took like two kind of half-ass dribbles and just like a little like step back to the right, like fadeaway three, horribly missed it. <laughs> and Jeff Van Gundy's like, yo, Cam, like, you're trying to earn minutes on a team. Like you want to be a starter. You can't be doing that. Like you're doing this to yourself, man. Like yeah. Jeff Van Gundy had no filter last night with the Knicks, man. He was grilling them, grilling the starters, grilling everybody. So I like what I see from Cam though. Like he scored six points in like eight minutes. So like, he's just the, the pure offensive spark this team needs. And he's got a great frame that I don't think anybody else on the team has that six, nine long frame. So oh, yeah. What do I know, man? What do I know? Let's let's not play the guy that was drafted 10th overall and is just eeming with talent and is so raw. Oh, yeah. Let's not play just, it. 
I mean, he's I will say that. Sorry, before before you get into right. it, I will say there have been rumors that we traded for Cam potentially as a part of a bigger deal. And I'll leave that to think what you want. Now we can't trade Cam this year, but in the off season, if you add Cam into a deal, uh, might Brandon. be able to entice somebody in Utah. That's all I'm gonna say. All I'm gonna say. So chill. So go ahead. Hey, Jesus hey, Christ. I'm just saying. The front Jeez. office is gathering assets, man. I don't know what no, they're planning. Don't. If we don't no. move anybody this year, I could see Reddish being part of that pack. But either way, I just want to see him in this core. I want to see him <laughs> that fourth quarter when we had IQ, Grimes, him, Obi, and Sims. Or I think Taj was out there until, until the last minute. Um, the ball zipped, man. We were just hanging around every time. There was no leads being opened up. We, we were trading <laughs> with, with Miami, who that's – man, why can't we be like Miami, man? That is a team. They know how to run a rotation. They have great mm-hmm. young players in their system. That's the goal. They're the clear prime example. So, yeah. So, what? Do, yeah, that's my thoughts on Cam. Yeah. Um, body language. I'm kind of like, I love, I love Cam, but like, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna preface all this by saying I wouldn't really mind if he kind of like has a slower season. That way, we don't have to pay him as much in the offseason. Um, which is kind of working out for Mitch too, because we're not gonna really have to pay him that much. Um, we should though, fucking please. Um, but yeah, Cam, I mean, how rare is it to find, first of all, how rare is it to draft a six, nine guy like that with a handle who can shoot, um, defensive upside, even though we haven't seen a lot of defense, um, you know, he's got all the intangibles and then let alone, you can trade like some, some throwaway assets for him. Um, that's a freaking steal. So You know, I, I think a lineup's like, you know how, you know, we're talking about uh, IQ, Grimes, RJ, OB, Mitch. I would love the first sub off the bench to be Cam for Mitch. Throw him at the four, have OB yes. at the five, go small run, shoot. Everyone can shoot. Yeah. So he's a, just a super versatile talent. And, uh, I mean, the upside for him, first of all, the upside for him is probably like freaking Paul George. That's I mean, if we're being honest, that's the comparisons. There were slight and, comparisons to KD. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were slight comparisons. For sure. Um, and then, like, at a very minimum, I'm, I'm trying to think of a guy that uh, I could compare him to. Uh, maybe, like, a you know, almost like a Gordon Hayward type player where he's going to get you, like, 18 a game mm-hmm. efficiently. You know, he might not be a big impact offensively. Um, but I, I would love to see a little bit of playmaking from him. Um, Obviously, I want to see defense. That would get him the most minutes. Um, but I'm gonna be super patient with him. I mean, he's he's freaking gravy at this point, adding to our our young our young core. So, yeah, uh, I was ecstatic by that pickup. It's a great deal. And Knox, like again, like you mentioned, Knox is a young guy. Again, like mm-hmm. he's unproven. He's very raw. Struggles with his confidence. And then we gave him like a late Charlotte first rounder that might not even register until like 2024 with the protections on it. So yeah, it was basically a throwaway deal. Yeah. And man, that Knox draft is going to haunt us. Yeah. Cause can you imagine if we had Mikael Bridges, SGA or miles bridges instead? (laughs) I don't know. Was miles bridges in that draft? But I don't know. Yeah, he was, he was right. I think he went right after. And I love (sighs) Miles bridges, bro. There was MPJ, even if we, if he stayed healthy, but yeah, Yeah. you know what? Again, but so yeah, Yeah. uh, this is what I mean too. I feel like, IQ Grimes and Cam, that like one, two, three is just the perfect of blend of what you want. That's a lot of shooting. Yeah. 
it's a lot of shooting, but it's like you got Grimes, who's like the three and D guy, and then you got Cam and IQ who can create. Oh, yeah. Like Cam is one of those guys on our team that can actually get his own shot. Who besides that can can get his own shot? I would say IQ recently, RJ. Mm -hmm. And Randall. And Randall. Not even efficiently, you know? like. So and we're going to need a lot of that once if if we move off of Randall, we should we should discuss, though, what what some realistic deals would be for him. Yeah. And I was going to man, I was just going to say the last thing, like. Nah, I, I would just love to see how this team plays if we had Kemba Burks and Fournier's DMPs. That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't, I'm not going to wish for like some sort of health and safety protocol, but you know what I mean? Like, I would just would love- anyone be. I would love to see it, like what our rotation with eight, nine young guys looks like. I, I did. How, I mean, we did see that once. We did see it once against the Thunder. It was rough. That is but, true. I mean, what do you, I mean, what do you, we were playing with like eight players, you know? Yeah, I'm trying to remember that. That game was, he, was Randall even playing in that game? I don't even think Randall's playing, I, right? In he that might game? not. Because I think Obi started and he didn't look great. So it yeah. It was like half our team was out with COVID. Here's what I'm doing, right, with Randall. I got two teams that I'm calling. And I think you know the two teams that I'm calling. And I think very realistically can definitely make a trade. You might be I was trying last night I was trying to think of ways that I could make moves for both these guys. Mm. My first call if I'm Leon, I'm probably picking up the phone, I'm calling Sacramento and I'm saying I'm saying Randall Oh, you're going to throw someone in. I'm saying Randall Burks mm. and Deuce. Okay, wait for it. I know you don't want to give them up, but wait for it. Those three and maybe a second rounder for De'Arian Fox and potentially, I don't know. Bagley? Not, eh, yeah, maybe. Maybe Bagley. I don't even Someone care. Does. A throw-in. Yeah, literally yes, a throw-in throw player. Mm-hmm. I The Kings are terrible. They have Halliburton, Plus. Davion Mitchell. They have young guards. Terrence Davis is looking pretty good, too. He's playing great. Mm-hmm. um fox isn't having the best year neither is randall i think this makes so much sense for both teams you get randall and his family you go out to sacramento man you don't have to deal with the new york media you just go and ball you got good guards there to maybe help you and the knicks get their point guard bro we slide iq to the backup can start obi and then that, then that's the question though is who's our backup four three four is it cam is it, mm. is it a Taj? That's why ideally, combo, you know what I mean? Ideally, it would be best to, you know, to get Martin fucking Bagley thrown in there. That'd be lovely. But, That'd be lovely, but that, I think that's asking, that's asking a lot, but it, it, yeah. it could, it could work. But then like, what do you have to start Bagley? I'm, I don't want to start him. You know what I mean? I, I think Obi is, is yeah. more of a prospect. Sure. So that's my call there. And then if that doesn't work out, I'll get on the phone. I'm calling the Dallas Knicks. <laughs> Because they will take love him. I think maybe we don't even have to give up Randall to Dallas. I think they would maybe entertain sort of like a Kemba Fournier first round pick package for Jalen Brunson. Because Brunson is a free agent this summer and all signs point to us just throwing him the bag. So the Mavs could either move off of him right now and get something or they could lose him for nothing. So those are my two calls. I think Brunson or Fox would help this young team, would help the young starters. Like, oh, my God, like yes. night and day, bro. Yes. And I know I think you, like, you said you want us to kind of speed it up a little bit with some of our athletes. Like, Fox would help with that. Oh, yeah. Brunson would be more of, like, the high IQ point guard that I think would would be perfect, obviously, on defense and offense. But 
Mm-hmm. Um, again, I got to be aggressive at the deadline at this point. If yes. I'm, if I'm the front office, cause Tibbs has shown he's not changing, not changing. Yes. What do you think? Marcos? I would, um, I agree. I think the best, the best possible deal is, is centered around Fox. I mean, it just makes, makes so much sense for both teams. Um, the is, other one that's a is little Dame available. Is he? Yeah, hurt? but it, it would just, it would take too much. He is hurt. Yeah. He had the, the abdomen surgery or whatever. That's right. That's right. Um, the other team that is on everyone's trade radar that I would want to talk to would be Indiana. And this becomes a bit tricky because I would I would like to see some deals centered around Brogdon mm. for Randall. Um, it would become tricky with – because I don't really think they're trying to move off of um, – of Brogdon per se. I think it's more, they want to open up their front court thing that they have going on. So, I mean, you really could, you could get creative here and maybe do like a, a Randall Mitch or something around that where it would evolve or where it involve Brogdon Brogdon and Turner. maybe. Yeah. And miles Turner. Hmm. So you could play with that a little bit. I, I really want to keep the young guys as much as possible. Cause I love, I love them all pretty much. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's a deal out there that would make sense. You know, maybe Randall McBride oh, or uh, McBride and Mitch for Brogdon Turner would be interesting. interesting. Um, but I'm, I'm more of a fan of, I just want Fox for Randall pretty much as straight up as we can get. So, yeah. We'll have to wait and interesting. see. But out, the out of the th- thing is interesting. Out of the three point cards. Yeah. I was going to say, who do you prefer out of the three point cards? Oh, um, probably Fox. Probably Fox for our team. Next. I mean, Brogdon? I love Brogdon. Brogdon honestly might be the best. I know you of love Brogdon. Right now. Brunson, though. This is, this is the thing. Like, Brogdon's, in my opinion, Brogdon's the best of the three, but he would take more to get. So De'Aaron's kind of mm. like middling, but it would be the most reasonable cost. But the other thing with Brunson, which you mentioned, is we might be able to get him for free in the offseason. You know what I mean? Yeah. We might be able to get him for nothing. I was going to say, definitely won't be free, but it'll be he, yes. He's very linked to that. Um, interesting. Um, ha, have you thought about that guy in Utah at all? Uh, it's just like. I saw an article today. I hope you saw it too. That I don't think I did. Salt Lake City isn't big enough for him, and he's one first round exit away from being in New York. Oh. Please, as if I needed another reason to root against the Jazz. Oh okay, God, now, dude. now, Randall is interesting fit on that Jazz team, man. They got Mike yeah. Conley, they got Gobert, they got the, minded team. They got yeah. Ingles and Bogdanovich and Clarkson. They're kind of missing that power forward guy. Yeah, you giving up IQ for Donovan? Yes. You giving up Deuce? I mean, there might be a package there, man. I'm telling you, it might not be before the trade deadline. But maybe mm-hmm. in the offseason this year, if we don't trade anybody, you throw Randall, IQ, Deuce, Cam. and Cam. That's a fucking haul. And we barely – who do we lose, really? Cam and IQ from our core? Yeah. I'm telling you, be I would keep out for that. If we're not as aggressive mm-hmm. as, as I think we're going to be at the deadline and we don't move Randall, I could really see that as like a – I don't. what kind of package are you going to get? Elsewhere in the league, maybe Indiana can throw a better package together, but he doesn't want to go to Indiana. No, that's just, yeah, it's the same shit. Philly, maybe. If they offer oh, him man. Simmons, I guess, you know, like, yeah. So I don't think they'd want that. 
I don't know. I I'm leaning on. I want I want Leon to pick up the phone. I want I want one more trade made. I just don't know how drastic I want the trade to be. I re- I don't know if trading Randall right now is best. I would rather maybe go for a smaller move for Brunson. But if it means Darian Fox, man, you can talk me into it. You can talk me into it real quick. Yeah. So we're we're in a good spot. We we got we got people to move. How how much do you think it would affect the Knicks if we did trade Randall? Um, like the young guys I, and stuff, because he does. I think he's a good vet for some of those guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think it would be good for their development. Um, but I think I think we would definitely not make the playoffs without him personally. Um, this year, depends. this year we wouldn't if we made a yeah. trade for like Fox. You I don't mean, think we make the playoffs? It depends. Again, it depends who we get. Um, but yeah, interesting. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just like, first of all, the East is so tough. It'd be tough to get the chemistry going that quickly. You know what I mean? So you know I where Darian Fox went to school, though. That's facts. Kenny Payne. Facts. <laughs> hey, man, make Kenny Payne the coach. Gosh, I'm fine with it, bro. I'm fine with it. So yeah, I don't know, man. It's tough. All right, man. I'm just saying, from now until the trade deadline at Milwaukee. Home against Sacramento. Interesting. Have a little conversation. <laughs> Maybe see Darian in the garden. Um, mm-hmm. Home against Memphis. Okay. At at the Lakers. At the Jazz. At Golden State. At Portland. Is, oh. the, is the first game after the trade deadline. So, oh. this could be, I would say, the only dub I'll give us is, is Sacramento. So we will be 24 and 30, like maybe two or three games out. Telling you, man, I really hope the front office doesn't do anything with Tibbs drastic. We'll see. We'll see. But if we get blown out at Milwaukee and then Sacramento at home, you get blown out, he might get fired. No. He might get fired. He's not going to get fired. He's not going to get fired. If we get blown out, if we get blown, James Dolan might. (laughs) If we no. get blown out at Milwaukee by 20-plus and then we lose to Sacramento by more than 15, he's gone. I will tell Bro, you that. He's gone. He's on a five-year deal. They're not They're not firing. James Dolan doesn't care, bro. He doesn't they're care. He wants to watch a winning team. I would I would bet money he's, he's not going to get fired. I put a lot of money on it. <sighs> Looking at and these. I don't want him. We, we don't. We, we should not fire. Firing him would be. Terrible. It'd be so stupid. Would it though? We have good structure. Yes. I'll tell you why. We have a good structure. We have great standing between him and Leon. They're on the same page. I think Leon is really in Dolan's ear. Just relax. I think we everyone needs to relax. We don't need a fire tips. He's fine. We just think, need to change the rotation a little bit. I think Leon and World Wide West have been sitting there for the past two weeks wanting to strangle Tom Thibodeau because they hand-picked these rookies man they drafted these guys and they're not getting minutes you really think though that tibbs would be in a meeting with leon leon would be like you got to do this to do the rotation this way and tibbs would be like fuck you i'm doing what i want no no no, No. i don't think they have they don't think those have those conversations but i know leon and well why wes is sitting there they are doing their job and they're leaving the coaching to tibbs but they're sitting there like what do we have to do, man? Like they, they're thinking of ways think, to change this roster. I don't think Tibbs is doing anything that he isn't clearing with Leon. 
I think that's been very clear that they have constant communication. They're boys. They've always been boys. I'm going to have faith in that. It Now, if they made any move coaching, it would be internal. It would be, we're going to put Absolutely. Johnny Bryant or we're going to do Kenny Payne. Absolutely. That, those are the only options that are on the table. We're yeah. not going to, yeah, that's it. That's what I happens when you fire your head coach in the middle of the, of the season. The assistant takes over. Yeah. I don't think that's very likely, but I'm not going to rule anything out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Where would you put, where would you put the likelihood, man? Uh, of teams right. getting fired? Percentage. In the next two weeks, if, if we don't win a game, man, you know, it, it'll be, 15%. if we don't win a game up until the deadline, it'll be one and 10 in our last 11, one and 10. I'd say 15%. 15% chance before the mm-hmm. deadline. Trade it. Yes. Because mm-hmm. to your point, I understand it would be a drastic move, but like you're saying, if you bring up Johnny Bryan and elevate everybody, like it's very similar. Like it's it's still part of the organization. Not proven though. You know not I mean? proven. Not proven. But it's like, I don't know. It's not like we're bringing in a guy with a completely different philosophy. You know what I mean? Like he definitely it's has, him. he's definitely a Tibbs guy. Clearly he's just assistant. The thing is though, like, all, all Tibbs needs to do is, well, oh, I mean, if we just change the personnel and we just don't have the vets to play, I mean, I would still want Tibbs. Yeah, keep that's, locker room no, together. that is that is the ideal scenario. That's what we've yeah. talked about. Yeah, that's what so, I want. But the L's keep coming and you don't change the rotation. Like, that's all I, I, I will defend Tibbs to the grave if he just played these young guys and we were still losing by two or three a game. That's all. That's all I want, man. It's all I want. You we'll know see. what I mean? I'm, I'm at a wait and see point. This game against Milwaukee is gonna be ugly. Yes. <laughs> we have this to whole come stretch, out. We're probably... Have to come out Monday, and if Randall wants to be a Nick, he has to have a great game at home in front of the Kings. If yeah, he has a bad game and we lose to the Kings, he's gone, and I think Tibbs is gone. Oh, and not. I think I think Leon says, you know what, Tibbs, man, you my boy, bro, but business it's just business man it's we'll just see business. we'll see I, I, I don't know that's the thing though Tibbs is such a good coach how are you like the only thing holding you back is your rotation you're such a good coach the only thing it's such an easy thing but he doesn't do it that's what concerns like, me that is the thing that concerns me if it was even a realm of possibility though in Leon's mind that if Tibbs starts playing bad I'm gonna fire him why would he sign him to a five-year deal because that's what you, you know what because I mean? he was one of the, the the top guys at the time. He's one of the top candidates. That's exactly. what you have to do. You have to put a five year deal in front of him and say, "Hey, I don't know." To to me, that that was kind of like, "I'm gonna ride with you till the end of this. I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt." That's that's what it told me when that when that deal was signed. But I could be wrong. Uh, who knows? We'll see. We'll see. I trust the front office, like you've always said. I trust the front mm-hmm. office to make moves. So, any other. Closing remarks about the Knicks before we uh, just give a quick, quick rundown of, of kind of conferences. anything on your mind. Um, I, w- I will say I, Rose looks like he's very close to coming back. He was warming up oh, a lot geez. against Miami. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing though. Like we're, we're like, <laughs> I love D Rose, man, but like, we can't as a, as a fan base be like, you know, once we get back the the 33 year old point guard, we're back. You know what I mean? Like we, we have to be a little smarter about, about this. It's I, it's both sides though. Cause I mean, think about what happened when he joined us last year. Yes. Yeah. Sparked pretty much the run of the season. So I agree. That's I mean, why we need to make a trade. Cause I think yeah. it's similar to last year. 
we're in a rough. Obviously, we're not we're not getting our a star player back, but we're getting 18 points off the bench. That's you know it's pretty valuable. So, and he was kind of like low key the reason why the bench was like scoring the best. Oh, the absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. The, the bench unit was great. Oh man, it's frustrating. It's very very yes. frustrating to watch these games. And it, it, again, the Miami game, it's like but, we kind of saw it coming, but it's like think about other, it. Though. Think about it. Cavs. Think about Pelicans, what situation we're in. T at least we actually have like that many, so much young talent where we're complaining about them not playing like five years ago. We just, we didn't even have, it was like, can we get a NBA level basketball team together? You know yeah. what I mean? So do you think I'm it's just, just kind of like, yeah, I was going to say, do you think it's kind of like, cause I've seen, again, I know you love Knicks fans on Twitter, but have you seen like some Knicks fans again, they're pessimistic, but it's like, it's just that whatever, whatever, can happen wrong with the Knicks does happen with the Knicks. Like, is it just one of those scenarios where it's like, oh, if we trade Randall and bring in somebody else, now we're going to start blaming RJ more, you know? And then, oh, if we fire Tibbs, now we're going to really start blaming the front office again. And is it this just repeating cycle of blame? Or like, for once, do you think actually keeping the core together and building, that's how we sustain success? I know you've been a big proponent of that, but I even heard – Van Gundy and the other guy talking, they're like, do, do the Knicks have pieces to maybe make a trade, to make a major trade, to make them a contender? And I'm like, no, nobody wants to do oh. that anymore. We've done that. We did that with Melo. It didn't work. Like, oh, st- I don't, un- oh, I don't even want to get into it. But Randall is not, I wouldn't say like Randall said, is like trading for Carmelo. You know what I mean? Like, that's a different scenario. So, like you said, the, the blueprint is Miami Heat the Suns, the Warriors, Warriors. build organically patience. It's all it's about. And then with a sign and trade here, a sign and trade there, you get the assets like Andrew Wiggins all of a sudden on that team. And yes. So everybody relax. (laughs) Berman, Berman, relax, relax. Relax. I like it. Berman's kind of growing on me, man. He's been a little bit more like comic relief, like understanding why people are taking the shots at him. So that's been kind of funny. But um, all right, so enough on the Knicks. Very excited to see what they do um, with the trade deadline coming up in about two weeks. It doesn't look like the Knicks will get a all-star this year, although RJ creepily second half of this first mm-hmm. half of the year has been playing at our all-star level. Um, let's jump out west, man, and talk about some teams out there. We mentioned the Grizzlies very briefly, how they're kind of exceeding expectations. The Jazz have been slumping, man. Again, we were just talking about that. Donovan Mitchell reportedly unhappy. We, we never know with that. Um, what sticks out in this uh, Western playoff contest race? The Warriors look like a completely different team without Draymond lately. Mm. Um, as we approach the trade deadline here, what's sticking out for you? Besides the um, Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, we can get into that. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, I will say it's becoming more and more obvious that the West is not the West of past. It's not really, it's not super stacked as it yep. once was. Yep. Um, I think the Suns are super legit. Um, I wouldn't say they're, you know, they super are. team. They're a wagon. They are. They, I mean, they're a freaking machine. But I, I would almost compare them to, uh, you know, 2015, 2016, Warriors, similar vibe to that. Interesting. I had um, a, I had a better. I have a comparison. I think you'll like a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a very very rough comparison. Um, no, I can see it though. But I mean, outside In of team the Suns, makeup, team makeup. Mm-hmm. 
outside of the Suns, though, I mean, even the Warriors, I mean, I'm sure they're going to look dangerous when Clay's 100%. And they're Clay's really, looking you know, better. Flowing, but they even they, they might need another year for all the pieces to kind of fall into place. And once Kuminga, you know, really starts coming to his own. He is coming. He's looking great, yeah. Kuminga, I think, is their best young player, in, in my opinion. Dude, me um, and you were, were, were like, how? How are people letting the Warriors draft this guy? How did I he slip to what, like eighth? He should have been a, top five pick. He should have been top five, yeah. yeah. Um, and Moody still, he's another sneaky guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, outside of the Suns and maybe the Warriors, if they're playing hot, I fear nobody in the West. I fear absolutely nobody. As um, a as a Lakers fan? Well, as a Lakers fan. <laughs> as anyone, though. As any, yeah. If you're a fan of the freaking – the T-Wolves. T-Wolves look great, man. Yeah. Um, There's we a could talk bright about, spot, too. We could talk about Ant a little bit because he is very confusing, in, in my <laughs> opinion. So, I mean, he, again, another guy that is just, like, busting at the seams with just freaking – Talent. raw talent yeah. and athleticism but i worry that he's not that he's not embracing like being a basketball player like hmm. it's he's almost playing like it's the early 2000s where it's like well i'm scoring 25 points that means i'm a good player it's like no you have to you have to round the game out a little bit more that'd be my only critique of him huh. not to be fair he's youngish i mean he's so young yeah he's so much time um and they kind of on that team they kind of just need another score yeah. So it could be a role thing for him. They might just be like, listen, just go out and get buckets. Like we'll we'll handle the rest. Yeah. Um, but I, I would like to see him round the game out a little bit more. I mean, there's no reason he can't be one of the best defenders in the league. He's got all the physical tools. Uh, I would love to see yeah, what a he, uh, assist he had, or two. Yeah, he had 40 points, right? And zero yeah. assists. He's like the only guy since Mello on Denver to do that. Oh, no, that's a Hooper. That's a real Hooper I mean, right there. He gets care. his buckets. It's, the efficiency is scary, though. The efficiency is a little – we'll see. So, but Like you said, on, very on Minnesota, like they're probably asking him to just take a lot of the pressure on the defense off. Yes, and which fair. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but did D'Lo – was D'Lo like healthy last year? Or was it Cat? Who was not – because I feel like I haven't seen D'Lo. Aunt, yeah. Aunt D'Lo well, and D'Lo he was off and on. Healthy. Yeah. He was off and on and just. So that could be part of it is like just learning how to play off a of D-Lo a little bit more. Cause there are mm-hmm. some games when D-Lo should be the second option on a T-Wolves. Like oh, yeah. he still nice. got some yeah. offensive potential there. And Cat obviously is playing at a great level. Um, Best year. Best year of his, his career so far. In my yeah. I'm with you out. Out West. I tell you the, the two teams that are really surprising me, man, is the Mavericks because yep. they're finally have a, a defensive coach and they're starting to play some defense and Luca is low key, just like 26, nine and nine or whatever. Like, it's like, it's almost like the, the, the later years of LeBron's career where you just look and you're like, Oh yeah, 25, eight and eight. He good for that every single sure. night. Um, mm-hmm. It's so awesome to watch Luca, man. Like, I, love I don't think there's anybody who makes it look at e- as easy as he does, man. Maybe Braun, like Braun the other night, it looked yeah. easy for him, but Luca just like, he's big dude. Well, like people don't LeBron, know, he's a like Luca is he's huge, almost as big as LeBron. Like he's a yes, big he's boy. Huge. So mm-hmm. when he gets in that paint against the one and ones and two guards, he literally does whatever he wants. So I'm I'm impressed with the Mavericks. I think Luca should sneakily get some MVP con- uh, consideration. And you mentioned it with the Suns, man. Where's the love for my boy CP? Oh, dude, give my boy God. CP some MVP love, bro. He's leading the league yeah. in assists and steals. Yeah, like. People talk about LeBron, and I know I tweeted it, like, what he's doing. But, like, my man Chris Paul is still a top three point guard in the league. Still. 
to do and to do right it there for behind this long, like Steph and Ja and, and Trey. You know, he's right there. It's not even like it's already impressive that he's doing it for this long, but for his size and Swimming. just the how the NBA is today, it's nuts, man. You he know, you always say those nuts. those smaller guards break down, man. They break he's down and I am excited to see this Suns team in the playoffs, man, because they are mm. just clicking. They've gotten pickup after pickup. Biombo looks like Matumbo yeah, out great there, pickup. dude. Yeah, great pickup. Great pickup. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to not like this, man, but you know who's actually surprising me? The Clippers. The Clippers, bro. Yeah, I know. I know. I They're interesting. I think they're low-key in a great spot here. I saw Batum say, like, PG and Kawhi could potentially return in early March. I don't know if that's true, but um, 25 and 25, man, without, yeah. without either of their stars. Like, I don't I understand. Maybe, maybe that's a testament to Ty Lue, man, because he, maybe, about to say. Mm-hmm. maybe even coaching his ass off. They got some lineups. I'm like, who, who is playing? You know, Amir Coffee, shout out Minnesota Gopher. Like, he's playing yeah. well. Kennard's playing well. Uh, Zubach is playing I'm- really well. So, I'm impressed, man. They, I think this is like, if you don't have your guys, all you want to see is like a couple of these guys start to break out and show you they can they can really be like some productive role players. And I think Kennard is for sure doing that. Oh, yeah. And so is Zubach. So mm-hmm. Clippers will surprise me, man. They're, are they? Oh, wait, they are in the eighth spot. And the Lakers are in the ninth spot. That's crazy. Hey, hey, <laughs> we'll see. We'll so see. let's let's get to let's get to that LA team, man. The, the Lakers, mm. they they finally their season finally started. Is is what I'm seeing on Twitter. Uh, One and with, with Anthony Davis returning to the lineup, um, I've been a big, I've been criti- eh, criticizing mm. Westbrook for a while now. Ever since that Christmas game, um, it, he looks much better with AD on the floor. Obviously, the whole team does. It helps their depth, mm. helps their defense, helps slow the game down which I think this mm-hmm. Laker team is at their best when they half court, half court, but maybe you feel a little bit different with the, with the certain talents, mm-hmm. but um, yes, you're starting to get your wish too. I think with, with some of these younger guys, wow. A yeah. coach, a coach looking at his team and saying, I should play the younger guys more. It's crazy. So uh, shout out Austin Reeves, <laughs> shout out THT, shout out Monk. All those guys need to get more mm-hmm. minutes with the, with the, with Braun just yep. playing at a ridiculous level. I, I have not seen him play like this in a, in a minute. This is shades of 2018 Cavs, man. It's just, I, I was, ha- I had this revelation the other day, actually, you know what it really reminds me of some, actually, I can't take credit for this. I saw this on Twitter somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it, it's kind of looking like, which is crazy to think about that. LeBron is almost entering his like Kobe 24 arc of his career you know what i mean where he's got all the tricks in his bags exactly that's what i'm saying got all the tricks in his bags best skill level he's ever had not quite the athlete that he once was um it it would make a lot of sense for me if he had like because kobe 24 was really like a four or five year span and then he had the injury and had the you know all that stuff Mm -hmm. um i could see bron doing this for another four years i really could maybe not 29 a game fucking a but i mean he, it just looks so easy, bro. It's easy. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's on pace right now to pass Kareem some point next season, in the middle of next season. Pass Kareem all time. That's crazy. I. It's unfathomable. Let's think about he, this. For he a could potentially, more. potentially be forty k points. He's at what thirty seven and a half right now. Forty k points, ten k assists, ten k rebounds. 
Yes. (laughs) Unheard of. Unheard of. Oh, well, man. Nick Wright said this the other day, and I have another point after this, but he's not even the only guy on his team that's having an insane year 19. Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, I know. He's yeah. Like, for he, I think he's top six or top five scoring per game for uh, a guy in year 19 of all time. And, like, the only guys above him are Kobe, LeBron, Malone, and, like, Kareem. Kareem. Or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, Malone, yeah, yeah. Something like that. But um, the other thing I was going to say is, is it a bit suspicious that now that LeBron has a playmaking point guard, that he's now back to 29 a game. I think that's a bit suspicious. It's almost as if, you know, taking the playmaking load off him a little bit is helping <laughs> his game. Okay. Yes, I'll say that. Not AD not being out there helps. And yes, Westbrook isn't a scoring point guard. So, no, I mean, yes. look, I think Westbrook, Westbrook's creating was never the problem. It was his scoring efficiency. And it was the turnovers. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's part of it. He's definitely cleaned it up. Mm-hmm. But it's no secret that Westbrook is a great passer, one of the all-time greats. So mm-hmm. that's what that was always my critique is just stick to your role. And I don't – again, yes. it was tough because the Lakers were undermanned, so they needed Russ to get him 20 at least a night. Mm-hmm. He just couldn't do it because I it was mental confidence. Maybe he's still dealing with an injury at the time. I don't know. But now the AD is out there. And you know you're getting 25 each from AD and Braun. Hopefully, like yeah. Russ can be Russ again. So I'm hopefully, yeah. I'm interested but, to see that. Mm-hmm. The the other thing too is, which, I mean, I saw Bill Simmons the other day go way too far in saying he thinks by the end of the season. Now this is funny. He thinks by the end of the season Westbrook will be the seventh man on the bench, <laughs> which is just I mean it's ridiculous. Uh, and he had his little you know. He had his guy on the show, like just agreeing with everything he says, because you know it's Bill Simmons. But yeah. um, I, I don't understand how people can't like grasp that you can start Westbrook, and if he's playing bad, someone else can finish the game if they're playing better. It's wow. it's really not complicated. Thank like you. if you really think that Reeves is going to give you better minutes than him, or you know whoever else, the you know someone's having a great game, mm-hmm. don't you, you're you can bench him at the end of the game. It's okay. Yeah. Like he can still give you 30 minutes and not finish the game for you if he's playing one of those terrible Russ games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a big proponent of I think his bad games are just really loud bad games. So they seem worse than they are. Mm-hmm. And then his good games is kind of like, oh, that's just what Russ does. Yeah. Um, so you, ultimately you're getting net more better games than worse. Mm-hmm. But if he's having the worst game, they have plenty of pieces to put in for him, has always been my thing. So. Point guards? Reeves. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I just think – I just don't think that's what the Lakers want. You know what I mean? No, I don't know if that's not. what LeBron and AD want. But, yeah, not. if he's not – Vogel showed that he doesn't. He mm-hmm. doesn't give a fuck. Exactly. Um, so, that was really encouraging, though, which I which I said to you is playing a guy like Stanley, who was just Locked perfect. Locked him up. Two more years. Perfect for what they needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm um, so happy for him. You know, I've been a Stanley guy for a while. Might have overrated him a little bit coming out of college, but who knows, man? Stanley, who knows? man, everybody did. Yeah, he was a top pick. Yeah. Um, so, my question for you, right? I had I was thinking about this the other night. Hmm. Where? So you you loved LeBron at center, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is there is there a world where that can work now with AD on the court? Like, is there yes. a way where he can play center with AD? Or do you think 
AD at the five is how everybody says that AD at the five is when the Lakers lineup is at the best. Like I, I was just wondering, like LeBron got so used to playing to five defensively and offensively mm-hmm. and has been bl- playing great. So the Lakers, now you bring back AD. How does that kind of, how does that change There's, the dynamic of LeBron's play? Clearly he looked good in, yeah. in uh, Brooklyn, but that was again, Nets B team, AD mm-hmm. barely played. You know what I mean? Like, Tonight yeah. will be will be interesting to see against the Sixers. I'm very excited for this game tonight. Big yeah. test. Um, and we can talk about Embiid too quickly after this too. But um, yeah. get to the East. Um, you could go about it a couple ways. Um, the first way you could do it is first sub in the first quarter, take AD out and go small again. Like you mm-hmm. could just that can be your thing. Just run a lot of LeBron at center lineups. If you know, if maybe you don't want to do like Dwight Howard as your backup center, you could go you know throw Monk in there or something like that. Tht um go small with LeBron or I mean it's really like what is a center you know what I mean it's really the guy who's in the middle of the paint so Mm -hmm. you really could throw AD into the corner assuming he starts hitting some threes which I personally think that whole shit is overblown I can understand both sides but um you can take turns with running AD into the corner spacing the floor while LeBron's kind of a screener because that's really what it's been about it's more about LeBron embracing like the big man role on offense yeah. and defense um yeah so i really think you could um be pretty interchangeable with that just just the fact that ad can still you know hypothetically space stretch the floor. the floor yeah 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 and it comes down to that lebron is probably the highest iq player of all time so he can really play well, any position that he clearly wants and if you remember man uh i always remember uh what uh d'antoni said after they beat the, sh- the breaks off the, the, the rockets, rockets in yeah. 2020 is he was like yeah, I mean, we, you know, our whole thing was we were going to go super small. But the thing with the Lakers is, is they can go big and still play small because they can all shoot, they can all handle. And they're and big still as hell. And they're you know big I mean? ass so, dudes, yeah. Yeah, so AD will only uh, help that, in my opinion. I will say, did you see the comments from the godfather himself, Pat Riley? No. Yes, you did. Oh, I know yes, you did. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I know you. I saw you like I mean, what, what else that, is that? Hey, man, if there That's is a guy – if there's a guy that comes out and says something about a player and you want to hear who it's either Phil Jackson or it's Pat or Riley. Pat <laughs> and, and maybe, you and know, Pat doesn't even really like him too. Uh, so well, okay. Respects him. Respects of course. him. But... He, he thinks he should have never left, which again, it worked I mean, out. It worked, it worked out. <laughs> that's but I think about that all the time, man. What if he would have stayed? That team was sold and Wade oh, yeah, and Bosch no, no, no. had another year or two left. They would have been garbage for two, three years. But maybe but, they bring somebody else. You know what I mean? Because it was always about, I just didn't have a good enough organization. I really think the Heat would have made enough moves to get oh, him a good team, but... They did, year after year. We'll never yeah. know. He did, we'll he never did know. the right thing. Getting and and we saw city. LeBron, uh, he posts on Instagram, 305 to my city with the banners in mm-hmm. the background. So, again, they'll, they'll retire his number, I'm sure. He's probably... Yeah. He's probably, you know, again, I love D-Wade, but he's the best player to ever put on a heat jersey let's not get it twisted um so yeah shout out that pat riley quote what do you say he's like he's he's mj he's kobe he's jerry west he's bill russell he's magic all in one Mm -hmm. and i'm like well and this is why not to stay on this too much but this is why it's so funny man when people are like how can braun be the goat if he doesn't have like a like a go-to move like when you think of braun there's nothing you know, MJ had his, his fadeaway. Kobe had this, that, that. It, that it's like 
Exactly, bro. Like that's exactly it. He which has one you want? Which one you want? He'll give you. He's got every move. He has. He'll give you all five studied. in one game. Yeah, he'll give you exactly. a sky hook. He'll give you a windmill dunk. He'll give you a no look pass. He'll give you a fadeaway. He'll it's, give you a three point. So man. It's crazy. It's like oh, he's never been. You know, he never had a huge post game. It's like yeah, now he does though. Like he's got. We it have all. to. We have to appreciate number six on the Lakers for as long as we possibly can while he's still here. You're saying another Don't four to five years, it. man. We don't know. Don't even worry about it. I'll, I'll appreciate it for all the haters. Don't even, I'll, I got more than enough appreciation for, trust me. Yeah. So, but I, I'm starting to get on that back to kind of the overarching question about the West. Like besides yeah. the Suns, I don't think I'd be scared Open. of anybody if I'm the Lakers. I don't think I'd be well, scared of any team. And this is the other thing, uh, not to, you know, harp on nick wright's takes too much but you know we think alike on this um he was thinking about it he's like even if you are a lebron like skeptic right now like the only guys you can make an argument for playing at a higher level than him right now are probably all in the east yes i, yeah. I yes i heard this clip that was interesting you know what i mean so yeah that's a fair point if those the best those three season, guys can outplay him i would say right in one game are the you only can make the argument. in the yes. west in the west i don't maybe devin booker Maybe. No, 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 no. It's, Steph. it's Steph. That's the okay. only one. That's fair. Yeah, that's the only one. But even that, you know how I feel about that. Yeah. Not versus Tom. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, I'm so I love this season. So this what? Season you, so you think the Lakers are, I guess if the Lakers can get up to the six and they can just avoid Phoenix or Golden State in the first round, I think they're happy, right? That'd be lovely. <laughs> I don't know if you want to see Memphis, though, man. Whew. No, you um, know who I want to see. I want to see them jazz in the first round and get waxed. Yeah, nah, yeah. They again I, li- I like how consistent they are and they have their 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 system and 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 everything, but like it's beatable. It's very like you find one flaw and it's very beatable. The jazz don't really adjust much. So we saw them do it the other day. Just beat their ass. The other yeah, day. Lakers did just beat them. Yeah. <laughs> um Nuggets too, man. Nuggets, Jokic <laughs> literally playing at MVP level. I don't think the yeah, Lakers I mean, would want to see the Nuggets because Jokic well, just gives them fits, bro. He does. Nah, it's just he really it's, does. It's not even to take away from Jokic. It's just he doesn't have enough help this year. He needs like, Jamal. The, I mean, and that's actually I should have brought his name up too. Is you could argue he's playing at a better level than LeBron right now. I mean, yes, he's doing everything. Yeah, like he genuinely, he genuinely doesn't have a flaw in his game. It's him and Embiid right now, or one A one B for for MVP. Yeah, genuinely zero holes. He can play defense. Shoot, pass, rebound, shoot free throws. I love watching the Nuggets play, man. Yeah, well, I just want I the just Nuggets. Want all that. The Nuggets and Heat, like they just play beautiful basketball, man. Just great basketball, dude. Mm-hmm. We can. This could translate to the to to the East, right? Mm-hmm. The yeah, Heat are the Heat are sitting in first place now. Where do they find some of these dudes, man? Max Struess. Max Struess is nice, man. He's oh. got a, a tight handle, good size. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't understand where they find these dudes, man. You got Yurt, Yurt serving. Like, oh, serving. they were under man last night. They had Jimmy, Bam, and Hero. So, like, they had their mm-hmm. their, their three guys. But then the, then the announcer was like, yeah, they're still missing Kyle Lowry. They're still missing Markeith Morris. They're still missing this guy. And they potentially could have Oladipo coming back. And I was like, yeah, I always forget. They about have, like, him, four starters missing from their team last night. Is, is this the year you think we're like a team, the deeper you are, the better with like kind of the nets and like Kyrie's situation? Like, 
The Bucks lost a little bit of their depth last year, even though, again, they still have their core. Mm-hmm. Bulls, not really proven, but they, they're scary. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. Cavs, yeah. Cavs too, not really proven, but they're in, intriguing to watch. Like, yeah, maybe it is a year when, like, the Heat or the Sixers, God forbid, they can move off of Simmons and, and get depth. Like, Sixers are interesting. I like mm-hmm. Sixers and, and Heat right now, kind of their makeups in the East. I guess the Bucks uh, are still going under the radar, but, like, yeah. I, I still think personally the Bucks are the most are still the team to beat in my did opinion. You want, did you see any of the highlights of the Cavs game? No, no, I did. Dude, not. go watch those. Rough. Go watch those after this game. That was shocking. It's it's again, it's one game. You your know, boy, your boy Lamar Stevens, man. I love uh, he's playing. He is great, a man. bucket. He stuffed Giannis, bro. And I was like, he's a hard nosed defender, man. Been, be been that way. Be mm-hmm. tough, Lamar, man. Yeah. Um NCAA yeah. did my boy dirty though. Could have been the all-time leading score. I, was, I don't anyway. Digress. I don't we digress. Know, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, just just to take that like an overview right now. Um, I'd say the Heat are super legit, and they scare the shit out of me. Um, you know, Oladipo has been an X factor for like two, three years now. He just can't stay healthy. Hasn't played so yeah. So it's just like it is what it is with him. But I mean, the Heat are in first. They've had injuries all year. Yep. When they've had Lowry, he's probably he's having he is having his worst season of his career. Yep. And it just doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it really just doesn't matter. Um, now, in terms of like the depth thing that you're talking about, I I I agree to an extent. It's like, yes, a team with the depth can win, but you have to have the stars that can match up with other stars, at least to like almost a tie. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which is what the Heat have. Yeah. They have a guy like Bam who can match up with other guys. They got a guy Dude. like Jimmy. You know what I mean? They got hard nose. Even Kyle Lowry, it's like he's a he's an okay third option, but he can give Drew Holiday fits. He can give Kyrie fits defensively. You know what I mean? Yeah. Slow yeah. down. Um. Yeah. So he did look very good. Like them a lot. I think I was saying I love the Heat at the beginning of the season, and a lot of people weren't feeling that. So I remember that. Whatever. <laughs> um. Yeah. Bucks. In my opinion, it's it's you don't overthink it with them. Uh. I think. I still think Giannis is the best player in the league right now. Um, I think Chris Middleton is perfect compliment. Drew Holiday, you know, I love those guys. I think their roster got better personally. More shooting, more depth. Bobby Portis looks awesome. Bucks are, we pretty much know what we're getting from the Bucks. They're a tough out for any team. The Nets are super interesting. Um, I don't think that's any, I don't think anyone's surprised by that. Uh, you know, injury problems the whole year, the Kyrie situation. And then also, I mean, I look at their roster and the Harden stuff. What's going on? The Harden stuff is bad. I look at the roster and I'm like, they're probably worse than they were last year. Like, let's be honest. Patty Mills was a great pickup. Love Patty Mills. Joe Harris has had this ankle thing since yeah. the playoffs. Even he in the playoffs. Needs to get healthy. Yeah. I don't know if he's great in that role as just, you know, a regular catch and shoot guy. Obviously, he, you know, he'll hit shots if you need him. Mm. But after that, it's like Aldridge can get you a game here or there like every five games. Blake Griffin is not an NBA player anymore. He's right there with DeAndre Jordan, in my opinion. Um, that Paul picture, Millsap, man. Right that picture. Oh, my God. Uh, Paul Millsap right there with him. Terrible. Paul Millsap's gone. I don't think he's on the team. Yeah. I think they released him. He's garbage. Yeah. Um, he's garbage. And, like, outside of that, they have Claxton. Bruce, Brown. Bruce Brown. Those Cam are okay Thomas. Guys. I like Cam Thomas. But it's just, like, 
again, it's going to take KD. Who are the guys that are starting the other night? Did you see those guys? Edwards and Sharp? Kessler Edwards, which honestly, bodies. They were solid. Bad. Yeah, they're solid. Yeah, they're bodies. Bodies. I, I give I'm, I'm with you, though. I, I, I'm leaning towards last year's team under there. Yeah. So, again, it would take KD playing at best player in the NBA level. Harden has to be best, the best version of Harden, which was probably what we got last year. That was the best Harden I've seen. Uh, and then Kyrie has to get you like 25 a game. And I don't think any of that's happening, Dude, which we can talk about Harden for a second, actually. I was going to talk about Kyrie because the closer we get to these playoffs, man, I like the Nets better get home court advantage. I don't like, yeah. what are you going to do? That situation is not changing. If you're the four or five seed and you have to play Milwaukee or Philly in a seven game series and you only get Kyrie for potentially three yeah. games. I don't feel confident, man. I think the Nets could – the Nets are – I don't know, man, because, again, it's Kevin Durant. Exactly. So, when he's healthy, exactly. he can carry a team, as we saw last year. How, I don't know, man. This thing is when's weird. When's the last, time, he, when's the last would, time he's been healthy for a whole season? Kyrie? Durant? Uh, man, before that year, right before he ruptured his Achilles on Golden State, 18? I think he was was hurt in 2017, too. But I'm saying 2018 season was the last. Oh, he might have. Healthy one, right? When they won that chip, when they, like, sweep the Cavs. Yeah, he might have been healthy for that whole one. Yeah. But even before that, 2017, injured. 2016, pretty sure he had an injury. It's just like, I don't know. It's not good. And then in terms of Harden, um, this has been an interesting debate because he's having an awful season. Um, But I don't know. I go back and forth because it's like, he does look like he's lost a little step physically, mm-hmm. but this, this, this like narrative that he doesn't know how to adjust to the new refereeing or whatever that whole nonsense is. I don't understand what people are thinking with that. Like he's, he's skilled enough that he'll adjust. I really think it's these ham- hamstring injuries, bro. Mm. When you're not an f- absolute freak about your training regimen, which obviously Harden isn't, he's fat every, every off season. <laughs> That's going to add up, bro. Yeah. And you're not going to have the same first step. Definitely he's affects losing your that speed. first step. So. Yeah. But then there's games where he looks. And he's not like a fantastic hard. athlete to begin with. No. So, I don't know. It's very interesting. I do, I do think, think, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, do you think this, this like, internal frustration is is true? Um, I think. Well, obviously, there's frustration. Like, I trust what Harden said, where he's like, like, yeah, duh, we're frustrated. Like. We've had inconsistencies the whole year, you know, this situation, that situation. I don't know if it's if the Harden thing about him being like worried about his role. I don't think that's a big thing because I think he embraced that role pretty well last year and was playing at a super high level. It was just stuff um, like he doesn't like living in Brooklyn anymore. He misses Houston, that type of living, doesn't know if he sees this long term. It opened the door for the free agency talks. I mean, fair enough. Brooklyn sucks. <clears throat> Um, but it's just like, also though, like how much better, this is what I keep saying. How much better of a situation is he going to get? Like Philly might be the best, might be a better situation Mm -hmm. besides that, man. And he's back with Maury. So that makes a lot of sense, but I don't know if he works with Embiid though, man. I mean, play style wise, play style wise, it'd be beautiful. It'd be lovely, Mm -hmm. but personality wise, I don't know, man. But it's like that, uh, it might just be one of those things, man. And shout out, RIP, the late, great Kobe Bryant. It was two years ago yesterday that he passed. But, like, Kobe said it, man, about Harden. And you trust what Kobe says. Like, 
maybe his style you just can't win a championship with. Fair whether enough. that's he's on the Nets, whether that's he's on Philly, like, I don't know, man. Unless he's got a situation where it's like 2016 Houston, where you're very well balanced defensively, especially with Harden. Which the Sixers would be. Mm-hmm. Which the Sixers would be. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a chance, also, but I don't. I'm with you because it's it would be very weird to see Harden out there with Embiid because they mm. both are kind of ISO players. Not really. I'm gonna throw but some at you it, too. Sorry, before you throw this out at me, like maybe you're right. Maybe Harden is just getting a little older and just losing that step, that first step, and everything. Because like those Houston years, man, like he was the best two guard in the league and was one of the best pick and roll players in the league. Like I remember him running the pick and roll very well in Houston and that's where he would open up his ISO game. Like Mm -hmm. we don't really see that anymore. Maybe maybe you're right. He's just losing that step. A lot of wear and tear, man. It's a lot of years. And it's just like, and his usage has been the highest in the league forever. And it's just like, usually that'd be the usage is not abnormal, but it's like, you don't take care of your body enough. So why are you, don't be surprised if you start breaking down early, bro. Like that's why I, I'm not a huge fan of Harden anymore, but whatever. The other thing I was going to throw out is it really – it might be a really good thing for Kyrie if they get rid of Harden mm. because you know what I've been saying about Kyrie since Cleveland is what part of his game does he need to show to elevate to that next tier yeah. of point guards. Playmaking. Be playmaking. Running Distributor, offense. yeah. If he could, like – if he would just embrace being a point guard and really try running that Nets offense because you really – how much do you really need to run that offense? It's just pass to a guy in a corner if they're open. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's mm-hmm. just the KD Kyrie show. Maybe they get a guy like Tobias or another guy who can be a decent third scoring option. You know what I mean? Simmons. Um, shore up the defense a little bit. Simmons, sure. Yeah, Simmons would be interesting. Too. He'd be perfect. Um, he really would be. Um, See, so yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be very interesting because Kyrie needs the ball in his hands. Um, He's not a guy like Drew or – um. I get even Kyle Lowry where they can impact the game without the ball a lot. So I think that'd be great for Kyrie because he could be a 27, 28 score a game with enough time, you know? So I think he's, I think Kyrie is still one of the most unguardable players in this league. I just sure. like, are they hoping that like, well, isn't there a thing where like Kyrie can play in <clears throat> Brooklyn? They'll just get fined. Like uh, they will, yeah. they will have to do that in the playoffs, man. Like uh, it's yeah. worth the, I think it's like for the first game, it's like 2k second game is 3k fourth time he plays is 4k. And then it's five grand a game every single time he plays after that. So, I mean, the fines could run you up to like 50 K in the playoffs, but for Brooklyn owner, I mean, that's worth it. What does that say about the vaccine mandate and how, you know, strict it is. And, and yeah, money can, cannot buy you through that. Maybe they're hoping that the New York City vaccine mandate changes or something for Kyrie, but like, I'm not confident in Brooklyn if Kyrie could play half the games because he, I think he's, I'm with you. Like, he, when he's running that all, he's the X factor, clearly. Yes. I don't know, man. I don't know what they're going to have to yeah. do. To, to touch on the rest of the East, um, I think the Bulls would have been very intriguing if they would have stayed all the way healthy. Who knows? They could still get healthy before the, the offseason or before the playoffs. Um, I'd say out they just of need like, their guards, right? Now they're just missing Lonzo and Caruso, that Grayson yeah. Allen mother. Yeah. Screw him, man. Well, and, he should, and he should have been suspended the amount of time Caruso's out with injury. That's bullshit. 
I mean, they also are missing Patrick Williams, who would be huge for that team too. True. Um, in my opinion, like out of the teams that have been super like outstanding, you know, between who is it? I guess the Bulls, Cavs, Nets, Bucks, Sixers. Yeah, but I mean the the Nets, Bucks, Sixers, we we get them like we expect them to be good. And then the Hornets, Celtics, Raptors, Wizards, seven, oh, eight, yeah. nine, ten. Can't worry about any of them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess comparing Bulls to the Cavs, I'd be much, I'd be much more interested in seeing the Bulls play than the Cavs. I oh, don't yeah. really know. I don't really know if the, if the magic that the Cavs have right now, if that's going to translate to the playoffs, because it's like if you if you throw the double team at Garland every time he sets a pick and roll, how else are they going to run an offense? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they start. They're on selfish. They start, they start Garland, which, yeah, I mean, that gets you so far. But, like, you need a guy running the offense in the playoffs, especially mm-hmm. when it slows down. I don't know. It, it's obviously this is, like, a great indicator for their future is they look great. They have only up to look forward to, but I don't really think they're a threat outside of the first round. Oh, yeah. It would be – I would be super impressed if they made it out of the first round with this team. Yes. But mm-hmm. keep in mind, man, they, they beat the Bucks without Jared Allen. They beat us yes. without Jared Allen. They, Jared oh, yeah. Allen hasn't played, and they're still beating these teams. It's impressive. Oh, it's it's a very impressive season. Um, tells you a lot about Garland. Shadow K Love, K Love too. God bless him, and he's embracing that that role off the bench. I mean, we don't even have to talk about how good Mobley looks. He looks like the next KG. Um, Big boy. Yeah, Jared Allen is Jared Allen. Bunch of good role players. Yeah. Don't even have Rubio. Don't have Sexton. Rondo. Rondo. Rondo's playing pretty well for them. He's playing great for them. Pisses me off because I dogged it when they traded for him. Thinking outside of that box, though, who who else do you see in the East could make maybe a late run here and uh, position themselves? It's it's definitely the Hawks. I mean, the Hawks have been so disappointing. You're right. Definitely a shade more disappointing than the Knicks. They have the pieces. They have Trey. Like, once they start getting it together i could see them maybe getting up into that top eight and again what they were just in the conference finals like they have that they have the experience there um Mm -hmm. so they're really the only team the raptors i do like like i think they have a lot of good young pieces i don't expect them to really sustain it wizards Mm -hmm. are starting to flake like they they just have a bunch of jambalaya like yeah besides that i mean celtics eh, you know maybe the hornets what do you think about them hornets hornets are interesting that's what i love Balling. Melo's having a great season. Uh, Miles is probably an all-star this year, too. Um, still got Gordon. Still got Kelly Oubre. Still I'll got Rozier. I'll ask you this mm-hmm. question again. If you're picking one player to build a franchise around for the foreseeable mm-hmm. future, mm-hmm. right now, everybody's age and everything considered, is LaMelo in your top five? Let's see. Um, so I would go Giannis. Luca, um, Ja, hmm. probably Ja. Yeah, you put in Mello's Trey. Probably. You put in Trey over Lamelo. Yeah, really? Yeah. I don't know. I, I you know He's how much I love Lamelo as a prospect, man. Because I mean, not to get too crazy, but uh, it wouldn't be absurd to see Lamelo turn into a six-five version of Trey Young. I was gonna say really? He's Shades he really of Penny. Does. Shades of Penny with the jumper. Who shoot? Yeah, no, I see that. Yeah. He, I, I, put him in my top five. I put him in my top five. Uh, 
Would you put him? Would you put him over Donovan Mitchell? I think so. You think so? I think so. Just because of the playmaking, yeah. And how young he is, man. He's what twenty. Like you, the Hornets, if they are smart, man, you could have a a playoff team for the next ten years. Yeah, as long as you're smart. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's that good around. They have some interesting contracts to work out. In yeah. the near future, so that'd be interesting. But yeah, yeah they, that they got Ubre, that Ubre contract. Even though Ubre is playing really well, playing great. Yeah, so I, I still think the Hornets are a good center away from being like a contending level team, yeah, playoff team. So if they make a trade, who knows? Yeah, but it's just like they're so. They're definitely the Hornets are definitely not great defensively. So no. they if if they improve they on got that, no rim protector. yeah, you're right, no rim protector. Miles Bridges is a rim protector, but he he's not. Bro, he's Miles not Bridges, a center. <laughs> Miles Bridges and LaMelo Ball are leading the team in rebounding. Yeah, like, that's crazy. Like, you look at the box score, and it's like they both have eight boards, and then, like, no one else has more than three. Like, it's bad. Yeah. The, the one team I want to touch on before um, any – I guess before we move on is how would you try to fix the Celtics right now? Because, I mean, they're not far behind the Hawks and the Knicks for being just wildly disappointed. No, yeah, they're right there. Talent they have, you know? Yeah. Because I know what I would do, but it's – I don't know if a lot of Celtics fans would like what I have to say. You know, looking at their roster, it's just a weird roster, right? And we've always had – we've always had the conversations that it's really tough to build around two wing players as a contender. Yeah. I said it last year. I said it last year at the deadline. I thought it was time to move off of Marcus Smart. But – Yes. He's the heart and soul of that team. So it might mm-hmm. literally just tank him. Yeah. I think if I'm if if I'm Brad Stevens, never thought I'd say this. Brad Stevens in the front office. I'm shopping Marcus Smart and Al Horford and maybe even Josh Richardson. I'm just shopping them and see what I can get cuz Robert Williams deserves more minutes. Peyton Pritchard, Peyton Pritchard deserves more minutes. I've yeah. even liked what I've seen from Romeo when he gets some time, man. Yeah, I don't man. know. He's getting yeah. 17 minutes a night. Like I know he's not scoring great. Um but yeah, they just they're clogged up, man. They're clogged up. I feel like like Tatum and and Jalen are having solid years, but I think it's kind of like maybe Tatum's not quite that MVP contender every year that we thought he was turning into like in the postseason well, last year and the year before that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just think about it. We we just brought up who would we build our franchise around? Top and we five. didn't even, we didn't mention Tatum. Didn't even, didn't even think about Tatum. Yeah. So that's telling. Yep. So I think that's kind of the issue. It's just he's maybe it is him and Jalen kind of figuring out how to both be really productive, productive, and that's they're finally starting to figure out how to to win some games. And it's the first year with Ime, right? It's the first year to yeah. get yeah. get a system yeah. in and everything. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Brad Stevens loves some of those guys, man. He brought Al yeah. Horford back. Like he, I don't know what well, I don't know what they do. What I find funny too is. If you ask the Celtics fan right now, how would you fix the Celtics? They'd say, fire Ime. It's all his fault. <laughs> That's what I see all over Twitter, which is just Jeez. wild. Yeah. Whatever. Ime is um, a good coach. Ime is a good coach. Great. Fine. Um, what I would do if I was the Celtics is I would look for the home run deal involving Jalen Brown. So if I'm the Celtics, right, like yep. I was saying, Jason Tatum, 24-25, he's starting to get to that point where it's like, you gotta, you're going to have to start surrounding him with win-now pieces. Mm. And I'm not saying that Jalen Brown isn't a win-now piece. Mm. I just don't know if that's maximizing what you can get from Tatum. Mm. Like, <clears throat> and it, the other thing is there's plenty of superstars that are getting shopped right now 
and they want the crazy ask price. Yeah. So what if you what if you can put together a Jalen Brown package for a guy like Damian Lillard or a guy like Donovan Mitchell or Bradley Beal? Yeah. Like to me, those those pieces fit better with Tatum and kind of like they're more similar play styles to him. I, yeah. I I think Brown might need his own team. I don't know. You know how I feel about two wings playing together. I yeah. don't think it's gonna work for the Clippers. I don't think it would work for the Celtics. So you think so that being said though, you'd rather like a a point guard or because i feel like if we get beal or mitchell it's somewhat similar i would i would rather more of a guard um i think i think mitchell it would be mitchell and dame would be better beal is similar but again it would be like jalen brown's more of a three and d focused guy yeah and he's kind of like shouldering the offensive uh stuff beal just but if takes it's the pressure beal, off yeah if it's beal and tatum it's just like possession after possession of these like crazy wings with handles that are yeah. just going to shoot the shit out of the ball. You know what I mean? So it's very interesting. Um, I'm open to trading Marcus Smart too. I've been saying it for years. I think they, I think the window closed on that personally. Yeah. Um, I, un- I understood keeping Al Horford like two years ago. Didn't really <laughs> understand bringing him back and playing him at power forward. It's weird, really weird. And Robert Williams is way better than him on defense. And I love his game. He played, he's looking great, man. Um, yeah. Now, Celtics just a weird spot, man. I haven't watched too many besides the games like I saw in person. Like, does Tatum Tatum really only kind of play the three, or is he three does four. he play the four? Okay, because I'm yeah, saying totally. like maybe that's how you kind of get the most out of this team is kind of sliding Tatum more to the four role. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think that's what he should be a three four. You expect them to make a move because they're middle of the pack. Like no. I. You don't think so? They don't. They don't trade anybody. They never do, bro. They never do. They're not gonna. Well, but it's a new I front hope, office. That's what I'm saying. No I, more Danny. I hope, I, I hope he does, man. We'll see though. I mean, I'm not losing sleep over the Celtics sucking. I love it. <laughs> hey, man, they're still ahead of us, man. Yeah. Come on, boys. Yeah, but again, we will always have the RJ buzzer beater against Boston. We always have that. God, that was electric. Electric. Um. Yeah. So. That is a pretty much kind of a nice rundown of the East. Um, God, the Magic are so bad. <laughs> but it sucks because I really like Jalen Suggs. I really like him, and he's been – I like a lot of guys too. on that team. And mm-hmm. the Pistons, too. They suck, but at least Cade has been balling. Yeah. So that both of them, hey, they, they got point guards for the future. I'm telling you, the, the guy I'm going to keep my eye on, who's like the sneaky guy out of this class, going to be like an all-star type player, mm-hmm. Franz Wagner, man. Really, really like him. I really like his game, man. Yeah. Just a 6'10", athletic, can handle the ball, can shoot. This is really going to be one of the – one of those draft classes is like um, – what's the draft class? Like a couple oh, couple years back. Not 03, but like it was like 16 or 17 when it was like it, – it's just like very deep, this draft class. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're going to look back at it and it's going to be like, a lot of the first rounders are like turned into like starters and solid players. Nothing crazy like Cade and Mobley will be like, and Suggs will be like mm-hmm. the cream of the crop. Then after, and maybe, these, maybe Wagner and some of those guys start sneaking that's in. That's crazy. Like, Giddy. none of them really, I don't think any of them Shout can be out faces of the league, but they're all Cade. Cade has maybe. potential. He's got maybe. potential yeah. for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, all those guys could be all NBA guys for sure. Yeah, so this is a under very underrated draft class where last year I feel like like wasn't like people were kind of calling it a weak draft class, you know, where I feel mm-hmm. like this year 
it's like this year's draft class upcoming is very top heavy is like very first fifth first 15 and then it's like very right. similar to uh the rj draft year yes yep mm-hmm. so so yeah east and west those are kind of overarching uh we love the trade deadline uh time woes and mm-hmm. shams notification season um mm-hmm. any closing remarks any shout outs any um anything for you before we call it any shout outs um shout out to grimes it's getting it's grimy getting out here it's getting real grimy um grimy. yeah i mean i just i it's not it's more it's not even like how well he's playing in games which he is is that he's definitely just earning time in practice like he's just he's earned every one of those minutes that he's playing every game so love grimes love the grit stay grimy yeah do you think do you think some of our young guys aren't great in practice? You think that's what it is? I um, find that so hard to believe. I don't know. I don't know. I know. You, yeah, I'm asking like you're sitting there watching the practices. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough, tough to say. Because I'm sure the vets I, I are great in practice. I'm sure the vets are great in practice, man. Well, plus at this point, like, I don't know if all the vets are practicing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for real. They probably, Kemba, what's Kemba doing, man? He's probably just chilling. He's shooting free not. throws. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Right, shout out to Ben Stiller, okay? Because this guy, big Knicks fan, really starting, really starting to get into the Knicks Twitter world, which I love. But he <laughs> tweeted last night, bro, and again, preaching the choir. If Ben Stiller is tweeting about this, the like the Knicks fans are starting to get there, man. If Ben Stiller's mm-hmm. tweeting this, he says, "Ob Toppin is looking fantastic. We need to get him more minutes." Yes. That's Ben Stiller, a Hollywood actor who does not watch NBA basketball for a living, doesn't coach NBA basketball. He's, he's tweeting. He is the movement. Release I mean, Obi. I might have to start a hashtag release Obi movement, man, because this is getting If there ridiculous. was ever a time, though, like, honestly, think about it. If there's ever a time where it was, like, more so obvious that Obi needs more minutes and made a statement, it was last night. Like, yes. last night was really a statement game. I haven't even watched the the highlights. I gotta I gotta watch the highlights. Oh God, and the RJ highlights. Telling you, there were highlights from the second unit. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not watching the game highlights. I don't want to see that. Um, Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but um, Obadiah, Obadiah Toppin. I mean, come on, man. After the East Bay on Christmas, how do you not play that dude 30 minutes a night? I don't get it. (laughs) I don't get it. Been preaching. Take me back last year. Take me back when times were better when we saw that Christmas game. Um, I don't want to hear some of these casual Knicks fans, though, because I remember what they were saying last year. So shut your mouth if you were talking some some mess about Obi last year. And RJ. And RJ. Those guys, they were apparent last year. So. Shout um, out to yes. the real ones that know, though. Yes. Uh, RJ Barrett's still a better player than Tyler Hero, too, Heat fans, just so we know. Even though he's having a great not year. Not. Shout out Tyler Hero. Six man. You can maybe get six yeah. man this year. Not a starter. Fine. And then the last shout out, I do want to make a special shout out to the late great Kobe Bryant, RIP. Mm. We miss you, Bean. It's mm. not right that he's still ain't here anymore. Um, listen, you I know you know, but I'm just going to say it. Like He is the second best basketball player I've ever watched in my life. It is LeBron James, and then after him, man, it's Kobe. Like Nobody nobody else can take that away from my lifetime. I don't, I don't, I don't see anybody happen as far as I'm concerned all time. Goat rankings, you know, everybody likes to compare him Whatever. to Jordan and everything. Like, 
it doesn't matter. He better be on your Mount Rushmore. That's all I'll say. He better be there. You know, whether you have him above MJ, below, above LeBron. Some some people put him above LeBron and everything. I'm not mm-hmm. there yet, but shout out to the to the late great man. He will never be forgotten. His mentality lives on through these players. Yep. That he influences. The game misses you, Bean. And of course, um, Gigi as well, and everybody else involved in that horrible crash. But uh, shout out to Bean, man. You always, you always be here. You always be here, man. Oh yeah, that sucks though, because even Gigi, man, like you could you could see the path in front of her. You know, yeah. she was gonna she was gonna make WNBA cool again. Yeah. She was gonna be there. The Kobe was a huge supporter of the WNBA. Yep. And then there was a just, really just cool change. Instagram post that I saw. I think it was from Kobe like a while back. And somebody on, on Twitter timeline was like, this might be one of my favorite Kobe posts ever. And it was um, a picture of his Mambasitas team jumping in front of a scoreboard. And the mm-hmm. caption says, last year we lost to the same team, 22-21. And then you see the scoreboard in that picture and it's like 115 to 30 <laughs> or something. And I'm like, man, Kobe just, that, that's, what he, that's what he was, man. He liked to teach the game. But yeah, RIP, shout out to the, to the late great. Hopefully the Lakers sure. go uh, go get another one for you this this year. That'd be nice. But uh, yeah, man. Any closing remarks before? Because I feel like maybe we'll maybe get like a nice episode in right around the trade deadline or something if mm-hmm. anything happens. But anything else? That's it. All right. Well, Knicks. Good luck on this upcoming stretch, man. Tibbs. Better cross your fingers, brother. You better cross your fingers. Hey, Knicks fans. Relax. relax we're gonna be okay we're gonna be okay hey all man right. couple more l's i don't know it's gonna be gonna be pandemonium but all right till next time